Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to Aquatic Wetline Radio Show with your host, the aquatic man himself, Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is a one-stop radio show for everything freshwater, including cichlids, catfish, oddballs, lagos, and much more. Plus, we will be discussing saltwater and reptiles. Aquatic Wetline is your original fish keeper podcast that started it all for the fish keepers. What is on the aquatic discussion tonight? Let's dive down into the Aquatic Wetline headquarters and find out. Here's your host, Aqua Alex. Take it away, Alex. Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Hari Tales USA. School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatic. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysis shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc. and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality in freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Aqua Alex. Now, Aqua Alex. Take it away. Happy Easter from all of us at the Aquatic Wetline to all of you listening right now to this show. Oscar Alex really hopes you guys have a fantastic Easter. Don't forget to purchase your fish some delicious Akari goodies from your local fish store or pet store. Akari offers some fantastic treats such as frozen bloodworms, frozen brine shrimp, or even some delicious pellets, such as Akari Cichlid Gold. So offer your fish the finest quality products with Akari this Easter. And if you're from Western Massachusetts, check out School of Fish, Inc. right here in Springfield, Massachusetts for some wonderful aquarium equipment and aquarium fish in both freshwater, and saltwater. So once again, Happy Easter to all of our listeners. Now, let's get on to the big fat Easter bunny, Oscar Ellis Cardinelli, live from Springfield, Mass. Fish, Oscar Allen, and in the left corner, 
supporting community feeder fish is Discus Man William T. It's time for the monsters to eat. Monsters, let's kill and eat. Eat me more. Copy. Severums, 
um, Paracromus species, Amphilophus species, and believe it or not, I actually like the red-tailed cats and the pacus and the arowanas. However, I personally would not keep a red-tailed cat, a pacu, or a piranha due to how big they get. And yes, uh, monster fish require a huge tank, and I actually don't recommend any of our listeners that have a red-tailed cat, a pacu, or arowana, or any of those monster fish that grow above two feet, unless they have a 500-gallon aquarium or a pond. But the monster fish that I like are the ones that grow up to about a foot, or a little more than a foot, which would be Oscars, Severums, and Jack Dempsey's, and things of that nature. Those are my type of monster fish. I really do like the monster fish. Now, William, what is it about those little teeny tiny little feeder fish that you like? Well, you know, they're they're like anything that has life. They deserve to have a a full life. And uh, you know, when when they're in the wild, you can't help but have them in the food chain. And you know, the bigger the fish, the smaller they eat on the fish. So it goes from large on down to small. So everything is considered food in the animal kingdom. However, when they're in your aquarium, they have escaped that predatory environment, and they deserve to have a life. Uh, you know, and to give you the pleasure of watching them do their behavior, uh, you feed them and, and you love them. Uh, and, you know, I love these guys because a lot of them are very, very pretty, even though you got to use a microphone to see them, Alex. So, <laughs> is there any feeder fish that you do like, Alex? Oh, boy, you're trying to turn me gay now into turning me into feeder fish. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, I actually do have a couple of uh, feeder fish that I do like to keep. And once I actually don't feed to my monsters, I like the Odocinculus catfish. I like the Rummy Nose Tetras, and I also like the Cardinal Tetras, and I like some of the beautiful mollies that are out there. So, yes, even me, as a monster fan, love some of the feeder fish out there. So, yes, I do like some of the uh, feeder fish. But you being a little tiny feeder fish, are there any monster fish that you like, William? Well, you know, Alex, I'm beginning to like them. some monster fish. Like, for instance, you know, I've been listening to you talk Oscars for quite a while now, and I've seen some of your pictures, and you keep pushing it down my throat uh, about Oscars, and I'm beginning to actually take on a little taste for Oscar, but I'm still reluctant. Okay, so... Uh, I'm I'm sort of hoping that eventually I can have some monster discus fish, uh, about seven inches, and, and that they've been heard that they get to be a dinner plate size. I've never seen them, but I heard they can. And uh, yeah, I like I actually do like the arowanas, but I can't have them. I will never have a tank big enough for an arowana. And I also like the piranhas, but you know. I like anything that's colorful, so if there's any monster fish out there that's colorful like the Oscars and Dempsey's, those are the ones that I would like. And yes, uh, there are a few that I really like to look at and possibly own one day. Awesome, that's good to hear, so I can get you on the monster side sometime soon. <laughs> but, you know, 
Actually, Alex, I like all fish, and I do respect those that have what is deemed adequate tank sizes, uh, you know, in the house to house these fish. But I personally believe all so-called monster fish should actually be left in the wild. Why? Well, I say that because let's look at it this way. Let's say you have an Oscar in a 125-gallon tank, okay? Now, you take that fish, the tank is quite fine to house him in. In fact, maybe even two or three. But now in that same tank size, in that same tank, you just have three feeder-sized fish. Well, to those fish, it's like living in a pond. But to those Oscars... It's like living in a jail cell. Get my point, Alex? Well, no, Alex, I can understand if you could have any size tank, what fish would that be? Awesome. Great question, William. And I, I do understand your point on that. However, as a, a fish keeper, a monster fish keeper, I do understand it at some point, but I don't understand, agree with it fully. But I'll move on to your uh, question. If I could have well, any size what, tank. Hey, 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 hey. Explain what you mean about you don't accept that fully. What do you explain that? Well, I feel that uh, Oscar can live in a 75-gallon aquarium because Oscars only grow to be about uh, 12 to 14 inches in length, and they can do fine in a 75-gallon aquarium if the if keeper understands that the Oscar is going to get big and they need to do a lot of water changes. So I feel that you could have one big fish in a 75-gallon aquarium instead of a tank full of 10,000 guppies or 10,000 small feeder fish. Yeah, but what does that what does that Oscar feel like being in the 75-gallon tank, knowing his size and ratio of size of the tank to the size of the fish? It's like having a St. Bernard in a Chihuahua doghouse. I don't know. I think if Oscar is by itself a 75-gallon, he'd live there perfectly for his life. But that's just my opinion. Ah, you're in denial. Go ahead with your Oscar in a 75. I'll keep keep my three-feeder fish in my 75. Okay, don't make me better. I'll go over your house and take your feeder fish and give them to my Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Uh, let me get back. Get back to that. If If you could have any size tank with any fish, what would it be? Awesome. Well, if I could have any size tank, it'd be a 10,000-gallon aquarium. And, of course, I'd have a couple of uh, arowanas in there, some pakus. I love pakus. I'd have some freshwater stingrays. I'd have a couple of uh, red-tailed cats. I'd have a, a school of Oscars. Believe that, a school of Oscars in a 10,000-gallon aquarium. I'd have some silver dollars. And, of course, I'd have at least one type of gar in there. So I'd have the ultimate monster fish aquarium. So that's what my tank would be. How about you, William? If I gave you a big tank, what would you stock it with? Would it be a thousand feeder fish or what? Tell me what you would stock it with. A thousand feeder fish. Wait a minute, Alex. Well, you know, I think small because, you know, I'm a feeder fish and I'm small. So my big tank would probably be a 500-gallon tank which I 
think you could afford. Uh, and and you told me what fish do you want, so I would choose 50 discus of all different strains and about 100 dither feeder fish like neon tetras or cardinals and some danios and guppies for beauty. Now, Alex, is it morally right to keep monster fish in an aquarium? I personally believe that monster fish require huge amounts of water, like at least a minimum of a 500-gallon tank, with plenty of room and not overstocked. However, definitely with excessive filtration. I will say this, though, damn it, monster fish belong in the ponds, lakes, and rivers in the wild, but that's just my opinion. Well, a great question, William. I definitely agree that some monster fish definitely don't belong in the aquarium hobby, like the red-tailed cats, pakus, and uh, fish that get really huge, for example. One fish I feel that does not belong in the aquarium hobby is the armor puma, which certainly made its way in the hobby because it's a very popular fish down in South America. It does not belong in the aquarium hobby, but I have to disagree with you. Not every monster fish uh, should not be in the hobby. I feel there are some species of monster fish that should be in the hobby. Take, for example, Oscars, Jack Dempsey's, Manigwensons, and things like that, um, because they only get about a foot or maybe more than a foot in length, and a fish that grows to a foot or more can easily live in a 75-gallon aquarium up to a 200-gallon aquarium, in my opinion. And that is provided that the person keeping the monster fish does regular water changes, has superb filtration, and um, a lot of maintenance on their aquarium, like cleaning your filters a lot, because big fish are going to produce big waste, so they always need to keep that in mind. So I feel that even though some of the larger monster fish don't belong in the hobby, um, some of the mini monsters that grow up to a foot or maybe a little more can stay in the hobby. But, William, I want to remind you, don't upset me too much because I might come over to you and eat you up just like my Oscar ate guppies last night. <laughs> ah, hey, your monster fish ate guppies last night. What's wrong with you, Alice? You gone nuts? Oh. <laughs> but I'm curious to know, do you think it is morally right for monster fish keepers to feed their fish platties, mollies, guppies, and the smaller community fish? Well, let me go ahead and explain myself on this one here. Now, okay, you smartass. I knew you were going to do this to me, so here I go. Now, in spite of what I believe about monster fish, uh, people are going to use feeders anyways. And uh, they should they should at least raise them at home and... Gut loaded with high quality food and vitamins within a feeding frenzy, and then feed directly to the monster fish right after the feeding frenzy. Uh, so, yeah, I believe some are going to use it in spite of what I believe. But have you ever heard of people usually that they usually pick pets that reflect the masters? Or, well, you know, uh, like for instance, uh, you've seen a lot of these. Ugly guys with uh, bulldogs, 
the pug nosed bulldogs, and they look exactly alike. Well, I know why you like monster fish. Because you are a big monster yourself, Alex. Okay, smart ass yes, Alex. You got that right. What? So I gotta I gotta take you out now. <laughs> uh-huh. So what's your answer to that statement I just made? Well, why I am a big monster, I guess I have to hit you with a scorpion death drop now. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll do a leg drop right on your Oscar. You watch. <laughs> the reason you like little fish is because you're a little pansy. <laughs> well, I'll see about that on our next show. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, what an awesome start to the show. So far, so good. I, the Oscar, the monster, have gotten William the feeder on his toes, anxiously awaiting my next move. That's right, William, don't upset me because I can eat you if I want to. Will I eat William? Should I eat William? Hmm. Well, so far, I have upset the feeder, and now he is fearing for his life. And a reminder, this show is all in good fun for those who are listening to this show. Well, we are now going to take our first commercial and music break of the night. And I want to remind you guys, you can go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142 and discuss which side you're on, monster fish side or feeder fish side. Who's going to win tonight, monster fish or feeder fish? 1-347-989-8142. You, the listeners, by calling in, decide the winner of this show. So go ahead and call in at one three four seven. Uh, 989-8142. All right. So, coming up next here on the Aquatic Lines Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish, Oscar Alex and Discus Man William T. continue their debate of Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish. And we're going to talk about the risk of feeding feeder fish to Oscars and other monster fish and such. And will Alex the Monster Fish eat William the Feeder Fish? Find out next here on the Aquatic Wetline. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus. Micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish. Saki Ikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles. And Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Ikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. 
School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today, School of Fish, Inc., located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts, and we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Do you need advice on planted tanks? Do you need advice on community tanks? Do you need advice on cichlids? Do you need advice on discus? Do you need advice on salt water tanks? We'll get over to the IAA channel now! We can help you with planted tanks, saltwater tanks, community tanks, filtration, DIY, lighting, dosing, CO2, discus, angelfish, German blue rams, African cichlids and any other community fish. Subscribe to the IAA channel today! Thank you IAA! Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Aquatic Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep into your tank and come up with a great fish species topic for a great show. Check out Aquatic Euphoria today for an enjoyable fish show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. Salt water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics. Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio. Dakota Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids, teens, and in-betweens. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses, and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week, or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, 
world events and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed, and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on, be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first, though. Okay, so our first music song, music break for this uh, show is going to be an awesome song called Another One Bites It Dust by Queen. Now, this song is specifically designated for all the feeder fish out there because every time I feed my Oscars uh, guppies, another one bites the dust. And uh, the little pansy William is going to be biting the dust after I'm done with him tonight on the Aquatic Wetline. So let's hear another one bites the dust by Queen here on the Aquatic Wetline.
listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, did you know you can call in live right now to ask any fish questions or join tonight's fish chat? Just simply dial 1-347-989-8142. You may ask any fish questions you might have or chat with us about tonight's subject. You can also ask our guests any questions you might have as well. So go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Please go to a quiet location and turn off the speaker on your phone. Please wait until we see your call and bring you live. But go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Give us a holla if you hear us. You are now tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. With over 100 episodes, the Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Remember... You can call in anytime at 1-347-989-8142. Now, back to Aqua Alex. Okay, we are back from commercial break, and you are now tuned in to a very special episode of the Aquatic Wetline. You are tuned into the Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish episode. Today, Oscar Alex, the monster, is going head-to-head with me, discus man, William T., the feeder. Now, in a debate over monster fish and community fish, a.k.a. feeder fish, as Alex likes to call them, now, we had an awesome debate before the commercial break, and now we are going to continue that debate. Do you want to join in on the debate? Are you for monster fish or are you for feeders like I am? Go ahead and call in live at 1-347-989-8142. Now, we do love live callers. Please call in and support one or the other. So let your voice be heard. Anyone who calls in will be played on Aquatic Wetline's 150th episode. So come and join the fun. Thank you, William, for bringing us back live on the Aquatic Wetline. So I hope I get some more monster fish lovers on my side. We all want to crush the community feeder fish. So come call in right now at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and join the debate. Remember this show is all in fun and I love all fish just like William does. So let's continue to have some fun right here on the Aquatic Wet Line. So hopefully we'll have a couple callers calling in to discuss their love of feeder fish or monster fish. 
All right, we actually got a caller here on the Aquatic Wetline. Hi, you're now live on the Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish episode of the Aquatic Wetline. Yes, how are you guys doing tonight, William and Alex? I'm doing, doing great. great. So I just thought I'd call in and say that I like monster fish better than feeders, so I'm going to have to be on the monster fish size, but I do not feed my monster fish feeders. Well, that's nice. There's really so no I need to, Jeff, because there's really no need to, Jeff, because the food they have today for fish is actually 20 times better for fish today than they were years ago. No, years ago, feeder fish were the way to go, but now, no. The food they got out today is so fantastic. I wouldn't even consider feeding feeder fish to my family. And I'm not I'm not going to lie. When I first got into Oscars, I did it a lot. Like, I went through a lot of guppies. But I just, you agree with me, Alex, <laughs> it gets kind of expensive. Yeah, it does. But it's fun to watch and meet those guppies, though, isn't it? So I do go with the monster fish side on it, but I really don't feed them live fish so what i'm trying to say is i love monsters and feeders but if i could only keep one fish it would have to be the monsters because i do love my angel fish and little mollies and stuff like that so i'm gonna have to go with well, the monster fish side that, but Jeff. that was a very good very good statement uh you like all fish and love all fish just like we do we're just having fun tonight. I know why Alex likes monster fish. He loves watching those fish tear up those little guppies. I used to like it too, but <laughs> then I'd have to clean it up. They'd spit stuff everywhere. <laughs> but like I said, if I could only keep one fish, it would have to be monster fish. Okay. So that's my thoughts, and I'll let awesome. you guys get back to your battle. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so I got one one guy for monster fish fight. <laughs> All right. Come on, somebody call in and defend me. Yeah, I need you. <laughs> it's two on one now for monsters. <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two if you want to call in. So let's get back to our discussion on monster fish and uh, feeder fish. Now, Jeff did bring up a good point when he called in, and that was he doesn't feed his fish, uh, he doesn't feed his monster fish, feeder fish all that often. Now, it's not a good idea to provide feeder fish to your fish every single day of the week. Matter of fact, I rarely, if ever, feed my fish feeder fish because of the high risk involved with it. Now, if you feed your monster fish, whatever your monster fish is, feeder fish such as guppies and goldfish and things of that nature, you are going to run the risk of causing illnesses, parasites, and diseases to your fish, such as hole in the head and all those other bad diseases. So I personally don't really recommend feeding um, smaller fish to larger fish that often. If you do do it, I say do it on occasion, like maybe once a month or every other month. When I feed small fish, it's only usually like once every two months. I don't do it often because it gets costly, and um, I actually uh, don't really want them 
eating a lot of live fish. But if I were, I would usually do um, tank-raised guppies that my friend raises. That way I know the parasites and disease issues are less than they normally would be. Or I would use guppies. So I'm saying to all my listeners, be very wary about using um, feeders to your monster fish eat because it could cause a lot of disease and parasites. But if you make your own or breed your own feeders, then you should be okay. But I definitely don't recommend doing it often because you run the risk of disease. So, William, what's your take uh, on that? Well, you know, I believe that the thiamine within the feeder fish will eventually cause a liver disease in your fish if you feed them too much live food, live fish, uh, I mean, and the feeders. And this is a very real disease that can affect the lifespan of your fish, and you may not even know the reason why they died under the, uh, you know, predestinated lifespan, and you'll think that they just died of a sudden attack or whatever, and it was a liver disease because of the thiamine in the fish. Uh, they found this out years ago, and they decided to start creating fish and removing that uh, molecular structure that was causing the liver damage and create food they have today. So, yeah, that's my take on, on the feeder fish dilemma there. So, uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Awesome, and we've got another caller here on the Monster Fish versus Peter Fish Show. Hi, you're now live on the Monster Fish versus Peter Fish Show, and thank you so much for calling in. Go monsters! <laughs> Go monsters! Uh, I thought you were going to defend me. <laughs> Three on one, though. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm yes! losing big time. Yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Keep them coming, monster lovers. 1-347-989-8142. I'm really loving this, William. I'm beating you big time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm going to get a rush in a minute, and everybody's going to call in and defend me. Right? Right, listeners? All right, one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right, so let's get back to some comedy now. This is going to be a really funny question that I'm going to ask you, William. I did some research on the little community feeder fish. What type of people, and who do you think keeps this fish or these fish? Well, the answer is people like me, and the the rest of the answer is kids, women, gay men, and women. And the elderly, and like I said, me, just for your information. <laughs> yes, that's right. Women, children, gay men, and the elderly keep uh, feeder fish. So are, are you either one of those things? I'm the elderly there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I do something once a year as an old man. I used to do it quite a lot when I was young. But uh, I do it once a year, and I may be considered gay because I masturbate once a year. How about that? <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> I thought that brings some uh, extra laughter to the show. <laughs> well, honesty is the best policy, I always say. 
<laughs> I just had to do that to you. <laughs> uh huh. So is anybody gonna call in and defend the old man here on feeder fish? One one four seven nine eight nine eight one four two, please. I don't want to kill him now. It's three to one already. Maybe we get someone to support him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wise guy. I have a question. Are there any monster fish that you can go in a that can go in a fifty-five gallon or seventy-five gallon aquarium? Truthfully, unfortunately, I don't think there's many fish that can go in a fifty-five gallon for monsters. I mean. 55 gallons, like a medium-sized aquarium. Um, I guess if someone really wanted a monster for a 55-gallon aquarium, I'd say a convict. But we all know convicts only get about six, seven, maybe eight inches tops, and it's not really considered a monster unless they are a breeding pair of convicts because as convicts breed, they are really, really aggressive, and that brings out the monster side of a convict or... They can have a gulper catfish in a 55-gallon aquarium. Gulper catfish are pretty cool-looking catfish. They actually grow to be about 8 inches, if I remember correctly, and they can eat anything. They can eat things that are bigger than their mouths, which is pretty cool, and things that are almost half their size. So a gulper catfish would be a perfect, uh, perfect animal for a 55-gallon aquarium. Now, for a 75-gallon aquarium, you're a little bit, little bit bigger than a 55-gallon. Um, you could have either a Dempsey in there or a Oscar cichlid in there, but it would have to be the only fish. The Oscar would have to be the only fish in a 75-gallon aquarium. Maybe you can squeeze in a smaller-growing cichlid or a smaller-growing catfish, but you can, per- you can definitely keep one Oscar in a 75-gallon aquarium, or you can keep maybe one Red Devil or a cichlid that grows to be about 12 to 14 inches in a 75-gallon aquarium. But for monsters, I personally would recommend 125s and up because the more space, the more happier the fish is going to be. So a great question, William. Now, to me, when I look at an aquarium, I want to see fish. I want to see fish swimming. I don't want to use a microscope to look at little teeny tiny fish, uh, but I do like to see big-sized fish swimming around in the aquarium. So what is your favorite medium to big-sized fish that you own and that you have right now? Well, Alex, discus, of course. This fish is between a feeder and a monster. And so I actually have the best of both worlds, like the song from Dan Hagelin, Best of Both Worlds. Awesome. And we've got another caller here on the Aquatic Wetline. Let's see who this person supports. Hi, you're now live on the Aquatic Wetline. Thank you very much for calling in to the uh, Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish. Oops, he he hung up, so hopefully he'll call back in. Um, If that was you that was on the line, go ahead and call back in, 1347-989-8142. But that was a great answer, William, what you uh, you said. I really did appreciate that one. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Okay. But I'll have to give credit. I'll have to give you credit where credit is due. You do have one awesome tank that I can consider to be one that I like and consider it a mini monster tank, and that is your discus tank. Discus are awesome. So the million dollar question is, what got you into discus? Well. It was actually the lure of easy money. However, nothing is easy about discus. I wanted to choose a fish I thought others would like and would actually buy if the price was right. But getting just the right pairs to breed is a time-consuming thing, and the bottom line is a supplemental income to my fixed retirement pay would be perfect. So when I do start selling discus, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble with a lot of peers because I'm going to be selling them for a pretty low price. That's awesome. You do a good job with your discus. Well, they're surviving, and uh, they're thriving. And they're not just uh, uh, surviving. They're actually thriving. And, you know, I actually have one discus that I received from my wholesaler that has one gill completely shut. And it was that way from birth, and it has a birth defect of that, and I ended up with it. But the fish is half as fast as the rest of them and, and eats uh, half as much as the rest of them and does everything half as much as the rest of them. But I love them anyways, and he just may produce some of the best discus I may ever have. So I never throw anything awesome. away that's living. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And we've got another caller here on the Aquatic Butt Lines Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish Hour. So you're now live on the Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish debate. Thank you so much for calling in. Let's go feeders. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Let's go feeders. I got one. Yippee, 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 yippee. <laughs> uh, you got one, buddy. No, no. <laughs> That'd be awesome if we get some more rock callers. One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So so far it's three to one now, or yeah, three to two now actually. So I'm winning by one. One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Come on, monster heads or feeder heads, call in and share your thoughts with us. <laughs> All right, so that was a, a great answer, William, to your uh, to your discus question before uh, we had a caller. But you know me better than anyone. I always like to bust someone, so I'm going to bust you live here on the Aquatic Wetline. What would you say if I went out and bought a discus and placed it into my Oscar aquarium? It was your Oscar? Yes. <laughs> I would immediately take a Air Force One with the president and come directly to your house and kick their ass. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd have to eat you. I'll beat, beat you back up. <laughs> well, actually, Alex, it really depends on what size it was. However, if it was about four inches, I think the discus would perplex your officer and scare him out of his wits. So there you go. <laughs> a good answer. I think I'm going to go get a discus right now. 
Uh, I'm only joking. I would never do that. Fish gets are too expensive and are too nice of a fish to uh, take such a huge risk. Are discus known to eat fish? Well, of course they are. They they would eat fry at least. And so you will always be a monster fish guy, huh? I couldn't get you to yeah. go to community fish at all. I don't know. Maybe if I turn gay, I'd probably go to community fish, but I'll always be a, a monster guy. I love monster fish. Monster fish are where it's at. I love monsters. Okay, I want to ask you an off-topic question here. What is okay. your most favorite monster fish of all time? The Oscar cichlid is probably my most favorite monster fish of all time. I, I love the Oscar cichlids. They're one of my favorite fish. They are your favorite fish, correct? Yes. Well, that's the one I'm going to come to your house and kill. Oh, gosh, then I have to go to your I have to take a flight to uh, Sumter, South Carolina and kill all your discus and all your fish then. Right, that's exactly what you're going to have to do. But believe me, I got a defense system here uh, that protects me. It's called a bunch of dogs and one cat. That's okay, I'll take my rifle and shoot them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> and then I'll kick your door down and shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, I know, but you know, there's one serious question I know you got left to ask me, so you might as well let it fly. Okay, I got one last question for you. What will it take for me to get you away from the feeder fish and join the monster fish side? Do I have to beat it out of you? Because monster fish is where it's at. Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, Alex Discus and their tank mates and I are friends for life. However... You know, I've been thinking about it, and I will eventually have a 135-gallon tank sometime between the end of this year and the first of next year, and I will have at least two fish that may be considered monster fish. But I don't know what I want yet. However, I think they will be oddball fish, like maybe the African butterfly fish or whatever other oddballs I can find to make great YouTube videos on. Now, my last and final question for you, Mr. Oscar Alex, is are you going to eat me like your Oscars eat guppies? But <laughs> on a serious note, <laughs> I want you to I want to thank you for hosting this wonderful show. But what was your motive for comparing monster fish to feeder fish anyway? Well, I guess I won't eat you, but I will chase you back to the land of euphoria. The Oscar chases the little teeny tiny guppy back to the euphoric network, where another one will bite the dust. <laughs> I just wanted to do this show for fun, comparing the monster fish to the feeder fish. I wanted our listeners to get a few laughs and enjoy something from this show because, as you know, sometimes it gets very boring to do a lot of informative shows, and I wanted this show to serve as one that proves the fish-keeping hobby and our fish-keeping shows can be fun. 
I like all kinds of fish, and I love uh, feeder fish, too. I love the Yodocinculus catfish. I love the Romanos tetras. I love the Cardinal tetras. I love the Neon tetras. And, yes, sometimes I even like the Mollies. Um, so, yes, I do like the feeder fish, too. But I'm more of a monster guy. I, I, would, I would actually uh, die for monster fish. And remember, we are not referring to goldfish tonight. We are talking about community fish. A great show. But still, there is time for you to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and tell us what side of the fence you're on. We're going to go ahead and take our final commercial break. And when we come back, hopefully we'll have a couple more callers and we'll make some announcements for the aquatic wetline. So stick around. We've got a couple more monster songs for you during this commercial break. Do you own a local fish store in your area? Do you own an online aquarium shop? Well, Contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com and get yourself a radio commercial advertising your business. The Aquatic Wetline is heard by over 200 people for each episode, so get your name out there. Please contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com so we can advertise your business. We advertise fish stores, aquarium shops, YouTube channels, and anything in the freshwater and saltwater fish-keeping hobby. So, if you're interested in advertising your business, please contact us, aquaticwetline at outlook.com, and we will prepare you with an awesome commercial for this show. Would you like your topical fish question answered live on our Fish Keepers United Question and Answer? Then send all of your topical fish questions to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. You can ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. We look forward to answering your questions. So submit them to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. No question is too dumb. We'll answer them all. So send them in right now. Would you like to be a guest on the Fish Keepers United series? This series has become very successful after our first four episodes. I love interviewing fish keepers. So, if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in asking Aqua Alex questions, and you're interested in Aqua Alex asking you questions, Please contact Aqua Alex so you can be booked on the Fish Keepers United series. Contact Aqua Alex at aquaticwetline at outlook.com. That's aquaticwetline at outlook.com. Or you can message him on his personal Facebook account, Aqua Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Fish Keepers United. Are you ready for Aquatic Wetline's biggest show of the spring? But I just gotta know one thing. 
Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Then join us live Saturday, March 21st, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern as the aquatic wetline will reach and crush another huge milestone. The Aquatic Wet Line will be celebrating its 150th episode on Saturday, March 21st, 2015. In honor of our 150th episode, Ikari Sales USA and Oscar Alex will have prizes just for you, the listeners. Ikari is offering four free Akari goodie boxes, and Oscar Alec is offering two $20 Petco gift cards. A total of six prizes will be awarded on our 150th episode. Plus, there will be a groundbreaking, shocking announcement that will be as big of a shock as The Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak ending. What is this announcement? Tune in to find out. All that plus a special surprise guest. Never before has he been on radio. And we're also going to have a blast from the past and fish topics. So make sure you're a part of our 150th episode live Saturday, March 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. Only on the Aquatic Wetline. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash AquaAlan. Indeed, our 150th episode is going to be happening live this Saturday right here on the Aquatic Wetline. But before I announce our 150th episode with the rest of our radio show announcements, we're going to hear a couple more songs that are made for a monster like me. So, this first song is is called Monster by Imagine Dragons. could remember everything inside of me just wanted to fit in I was never one for pretenders everything I tried to be just wouldn't settle in if I told you what I was would you turn your back on me and if I seemed dangerous would you be Stop me, a monster, a monster 
never said that I want this This burden came to me And it's made its home inside If I told you what I was Would you turn your back on me? And if I seemed dangerous Would you be scared? I get the feeling just because Everything I touch isn't dark enough And this problem lies in me Holding your breath 
I wanted to fame, but not to cover a news week. Oh well, guess Vegas can't be choosy. Wanted to receive attention for my music. Wanted to be left alone in public, excuse me. But wanting my cake and eat it too. And wanting it both ways. Fame made me a balloon. Cause my ego inflated when I blew sleep. It was confusing. Cause all I wanted to do is be the Bruce Lee. A Bruce Lee, a fuse ink. Use it as a tune when I blew sink. Woo! Hit the lottery, too weak. But with what I gave up to get, it was bittersweet. It was like winning a used me. I'm running cause I think I'm getting so huge. I need a strength. I'm beginning to lose sleep. One sheep, two sheep, going cuckoo and cuckoo is cool key. But I'm actually weirder than you think. Cause I'm, I'm friends with the monsters. Somebody once told me to seize the moment and don't squander it Cause you never know when it all could be over tomorrow So I keep conjuring Sometimes I wonder where these thoughts gone from Yeah, conjure it, do you want? There's no one you can lose in your mind The way it wants I think it was wandering off down yonder And stumbled on to Japan conjuring Cause I need an intervention To intervene between me and this monster And save me from myself and all this conflict Cause of everything that I love killing me And I can't conquer it My OCD keeps talking me in the head Keep knocking, nobody's home I'm sleepwalking I'm just relaying what the voice in my head saying Don't shoot the messenger I'm just friends with the Amongst you a regular lust to build you But until then Trump get kills And I'm coming straight at MC's blood gets spills And I'm taking back to the days that I get on a Dre track Give every kid who got played that Pump the feeling and to stay back To the kids who played them I ain't here to save the fucking children But if one kid out of a hundred million Who are going through a struggle feels it And relates that great It's payback Russell Wilson falling way back in the trap Turn nothing into something Still can make that draw in the gold comes by will spin Rumpel Silkin in a haystack Maybe I need a straight jacket, face facts, I am nuts for real, but I'm okay with that. It's nothing, I'm still I'm friends, friends with, with the monsters that's under my bed. Get along with the voices inside of my head. You're trying to save me, stop holding your breath. Can you think I'm crazy? Yeah, you think I'm crazy? I'm friends with the monsters that's under my bed. Get along with the voices inside of my head.
Okay, we're back here live on the Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish episode of the Aquatic Wetline here live on Blog Talk Radio. And I've got to say, this was a very fun episode. I really did enjoy this show, and it was really good. Now, uh, I think it's safe to say that the monsters defeated the feeders today. So now William and everyone else can take note not to mess with the monsters. Right, William? Yeah, I concede. I concede. <laughs> you kept pushing and pushing me, but in the end I defeated you. <laughs> yeah, but I'll never give up the discus nor their tank mates. Uh, you know, they all start out as feeder fish anyways, Alex, and as they grow they become non-feeder fish at some point, and especially for discus. So I'm happy with what I have, and I defend the monster fish keepers as well as the people that like the platies and the guppies and the mollies and, you know, and the sword tails. Uh, they have their own place in the fish hobby, and if it wasn't for those fish, the beginners would have a problem breaking into the fish hobby. So, yeah, I, I enjoy the feeder fish as well, and the monsters as well, too, Alex. Yes, that's very true, and, and definitely there are, they are a good fish out there in both monsters and uh, little fish. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show, but before we do that, I've got a couple of great radio show announcements that I want to share with you guys. And I know you guys know some of them already. So this is actually our final live episode before our 150th episode on Saturday because tomorrow, Thursday, March 19th, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern, I am actually going to be um, replaying my 50th episode. And the reason for that is because my 50th episode actually was the very first time in the history of the Aquatic Wetlines that I gave away prizes and it was actually my first episode celebration. So if you're a new listener, I want you to experience what it's like to win a prize on the Aquatic Wetline and what it's like to celebrate episodes. So tomorrow, there's not going to be a live show, but there will be a replay of my 50th episode. I'll be live for a couple of minutes to introduce the show and remind you of the 150th episode coming up tomorrow. But after that, I'm going to hang up and press my clip to play for the remainder of the show. So if you haven't heard the 50th episode before, tomorrow is your chance to listen to the Aquatic Wetline and take a listen to that. And then... That leads us to Saturday, March 21st, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is going to be my 150th episode. This show took months in the making. It took a lot of hard work, and now I am finally able to host it. The time has come, and the 150th episode is going to air this Saturday, March 21st, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Now, I told you guys, on yesterday's show, that I was going to have six prizes. Well, guess what? Things have changed. I am now going to have 11 prizes. Yes, for the first time ever, I'm going to have 11 prizes on the Aquatic Wet Line. Four prizes from Akari Sales USA, which is going to be a goodie box for whatever kind of fish the winner has. Two $20 Petco gift cards for me personally. 
a surprise box that's going to have a filter and some other goodies in there. And then ST International is donating two canister filters and two surface skimmers to some uh, callers who call in during their interview. So that's awesome, 11 wonderful prizes. And I also have that groundbreaking announcement that's going to um, shock you guys. It's going to involve the Aquatic Wetline, Cooking with Alice Cardinelli, and the Alice Cardinelli Show. So what does a cooking show, what does a talk show, and what does a fish-keeping show have in common? I'm going to announce that on Saturday right after the Akari Prize giveaway which is going to be the first segment of the show. So if you tune in right exactly at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can win a prize from Akari after I do my food reviews. Also, I'm going to be doing Akari food reviews on my 150th episode. And last but not least, I'm going to have a very special guest on our 150th episode. This is his very first time appearing on radio of any sort. And he broke the news last night on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. My, my special surprise guest for my 150th episode is none other than ST International President and CEO Simon Toe. I'm looking forward to that. Simon is looking forward to that. It's going to be a great opportunity for the Aquatic Wetline to have someone new on the show, and it's going to be awesome. So if you don't know what ST International is, both Simon and my goal is to educate you guys on ST International, and hopefully you guys will get interested in ST International products. So make sure you tune into our 150th episode this Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific for the 11 prizes. Simon Toe, the special guest at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, a blast from the past, and much more. So what's your thoughts on our 150th episode, William? Well, you know, I'm actually very proud of you. Uh, and I really think your 150th episode is going to remain a milestone in your radio career with Blog Talk Radio. And I think it may end up being actually one of your biggest shows of all time. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that show, and I'm going to be listening. I may even, in fact, call in. Uh, so, yeah, good job. Awesome. That is that is wonderful, uh, and I definitely agree with you on that. Now, do you have any announcements that you'd like to make before we wrap up the show? Oh, may I, please? Yes, you may. Okay, well, actually, listeners, tomorrow on uh, the Euphoric Network, on aquatics, uh, on the Euphoric Aquatic Show, Amber Sheriff uh, will discuss a DIY fish food that she has created. And this show will be at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Russell Seike, uh my co-host and guest for this series uh, called The Salty Dogs, will discuss more saltwater systems information. And then Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Scott Cowden will return with a show about what you can do when your hobbies, fish hobby, seems to become a little bit boring. 
and then Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my sponsor and the guest for this show is Don Boyer, who will be doing the fourth installment of a 10-part series that is a bi-weekly show now. Uh, He'll be discussing during these next few episodes, the high-tech planted scenario systems covering the foreground, mid-ground, and background plants that would be very useful, and also to include CO2 dosing systems, etc. And then Monday at 8 p.m. is another episode of the Jesus is the Word Christian podcast on uh, the Euphoric Network. However, I have no clue at the moment on yet what I'm going to be talking about, and nor do I know what the Lord has in store for me to speak on. So, yes, those are my announcements for the coming week. And once again, I want to thank Alex very much for letting me plug my upcoming shows on Blog Talk Radio. You're welcome, sir, and thank you very much for participating in this fun show, even though you lost tonight. Thank you so much for participating. Yeah, yeah, I lost. Well, I really didn't lose anything. I learned a lot of information that there are a lot of monster fish keepers out there. And I don't know exactly why, but, you know, I still believe in what I believe. I believe monster fish deserve the big space of the wild uh, because they are actually predators, and they need to be in a situation when they can actually be what they are. Great idea and good good, uh, good, good. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying now, but great point. There we go. Point. Great point there, William. All right. I want to thank you guys for listening to this uh, fantastic show here on the Aquatic Wetline. Special thanks to all those who called in and interact with the show. I really want to thank you guys for taking the time to call in. I really do appreciate that. And you guys are always welcome to call in on the Aquatic Wetline. So, Thank you all for listening to this great show. We are now just one episode away from our 150th episode, which is a real honor of mine. It's going to be a big show for me. So thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wet Line. If you really did enjoy the show, please share it on your social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Google+. Copy the URL so your friends can listen to this great show. Remember, we love all sides of the hobby, whether it's a monster fish, a feeder fish, saltwater fish or the smaller freshwater fish. We love them all. So thank you very much for listening to the show. We'll see you tomorrow, and we'll see you on Saturday for us to work on the episode. Good night, everyone. Take on, and happy fish keeping. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything aquarium. Aqua Alex wants to thank you for listening. Return next time for a fun-filled episode. Please check us out on iTunes. Leave a good review if you enjoyed it. And like our fan page on Facebook called Aquatic Wetline Podcast. And join our fan group called Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye fish keepers. Hang on. William left one more time. Go monsters, go monsters, go monsters. 
go out and buy yourselves some platties, mollies, guppies, and sore tails to feed to your monsters. Congratulations, monster fish heads. We beat William today. Yes, yes, yes. Goodbye, everyone, and go buy some monsters. Yes! 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 Yes!